0: Welcome to so much more. I'm Jody Nisnick. This is a podcast designed to help you create space for God. Jesus, in some of his last words found in john sixteen twelve stated, "There is so much more I want to tell you." He then pointed to the Spirit as the one who would come who would further his teaching by bringing his Word to life for us. So much more creates space for God to reveal his truth. Through his word. Today, I'm excited to have Pastor Robert Daniels with me as we have a conversation around Psalm 62 and what the Lord is teaching him. So Robert is a graduate of Dallas Theological Seminary. And after serving for five years in a local church in the North Dallas area, Robert felt called to plant a church in Louisville that would look like the city he and his wife had grown to love. That is now Christ Freedom Church, and Christ Freedom is about ready to celebrate its third birthday. I think it's worth noting that Christ Freedom's existence has mostly been during COVID, and in a day and age when many church plants don't make it past the first few years, Christ Freedom is growing and healthy. And I think that's a lot to do with Robert because God has also obviously called him, but he's also a gifted preacher and communicator. He's passionate about pastoring the church, and he's passionate about helping those who come to Christ's freedom become disciples who are equipped to share the love of Jesus with those around them. So welcome, Robert. I am so glad that you are here today.
1: Thank you so much, and your words are extremely kind. I really appreciate <laughs> it, and humble that you have me on.
0: Well, hey, I you sent me a great bio with lots of really good information, and I left a ton of it out. So round it out for us. Tell us a little bit more about who you are and uh, just what comes to mind to help us know you a little bit more.
1: Yeah, I grew up in South Dallas, Oak Cliff. Um, I'm the youngest of four. That's really important. Um, kind of the context of my upbringing and the order of birth in my family. Um, so I am the youngest, but somewhat like the oldest in my family. Um, God is just kind of led me into a lot of leadership opportunities from early on within my family. I graduated from DeSoto High School and went to UNT, where I majored in biology and a minor in chemistry, an emphasis in pre-med. And so my desire from three up until I met Jesus at 21 while in college uh, was to go to medical school. I came to Radical Saving Faith as a junior on the campus of North Texas and My life has never been the same. And so through the persistence and intentionality of a local college missionary, I was led into the study of God's word. Um, I was brought to understand the gospel um, in ways that I never understood it before, heard it before. And came to Saving Faith um, while I was a junior at North Texas. That then led me to move to Maryland, where I served with this organization called The Navigators and became a college missionary, similar to the guy who discipled me and led me to the Lord when I was in college. And in a roundabout way, I'm here. I'm married to my beautiful wife, Whitney. We just celebrated eight years and we have three beautiful, amazing sons that we love really dearly.
0: Yeah, you are a busy guy with those three little boys, a church plant, (laughs) and all the things that you do, because I see how active you are. So, well, thanks for sharing all of that with us. So we're getting ready to have a conversation around Psalm 62. But before we do, I want to just remind everyone of the verses we've been thinking about. So it's Psalm 62 verses 1 through 2 and 5 through 8. So let me read those for us now. Truly, my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from him. Truly, he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. Yes, my soul find rest in God. My hope comes from him. Truly, he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. My salvation and my honor depend on God. He is my mighty rock, my refuge. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. All right. So, Robert, we did this as a Lectio Divina. So the first thing I want to ask you is. Have you done this type of scripture meditation before?
1: Similarly, not exactly. And so with the navigators, we had many different ways to come before the word of God. And, you know, typically my kind of go-to is this sort of very simple meditation of look, listen, live it out. And I found some remnants of what you sent to me very similar to that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Look, listen, and live it out. Um, So tell, okay, so then tell me about this process for you of doing Lectio. Where where did the Lord take you in these verses? What did he draw your attention to?
1: Yeah, it's one I find really fascinating that this is the passage that you sent me. Um, But I feel this has been really a theme of my life for the last year. And so it was quite refreshing to just meditate in a word, sit still and hear from God. And as I kind of walked through each of the verses, I really felt like God took me to verse eight first, before even processing verses one, two, five, six, and seven. And, um, and, and really what verse eight, what it did in my heart was it, it um, like un- until I'm able to get to verse eight, meaning, trust in him at all times, you people, pour out your heart to him, for God is our refuge. Like it it takes me to a place of being able to hold truly as true if I can rest in trusting God at all times first, pouring my heart out to him first. And so I was, I was really um, I was overwhelmed in my heart as I was just processing trusting God at all times and pouring my heart out to him. Because a couple of questions came up as I was reading that. And and really the the first question was, Well, when do I trust God? Mm. Um, because I know the scripture is true, trusting him at all times. That's, you know, Proverbs 3, 5, um, 6, and 7. But like, when do I truly find my heart trusting God? And I just came before the Lord of what does that look like in my life? Um, mm-hmm. And really what I was processing, Jody, was, yeah, like, I think it's really easy to trust God for me personally when I find myself on the mountain. Just things are good. Things are great. Um, life is amazing. Yes, I trust the Lord, um, but it's hard for me to trust God in the valley. And I found that to be true about my life in this last year, that it has been really hard and difficult to trust God in the valley of my life. And because of that, um, pouring my heart out to him becomes difficult mm-hmm. because if I can't trust God in the valley, then am I honest with where my heart is in the valley to the Lord. And so, and so I felt like God took me to a great place because one, this was like a reflection for me, um, over what God, um, really did in my life over sabbatical, um, about six months ago. And as I thought about pouring my heart out to the Lord, just what parts do I pour out to God? Mm-hmm. Um, my worship is not compartmentalized. And so. And so what I what I found as a reflection to this verse was, you know, God gets all of my heart. God gets my praise, and God gets my pain. And I don't want to praise God only and not give God my pain. And and so I just felt like God um, revealed um, a safe place in verse eight to me that Mm. He is a safe place where He can be trusted um, on the mountain and in the valley. And God is comforter where He gets all of my heart, not just yeah. the praise, but also my pain.
0: Yeah. I think it's worth noting, uh, that David, who's the author of this Psalm, um, the verses that I didn't have in the meditation are actually him crying out. How long Lord are you going to let these people come after me? Yeah, That's a very poor trans paraphrase, but like he's in dire straits. And so I, I love how you're even, Coming into that place, like this, is not easy. Praise that that David's sending up to God. This is like him reminding his soul, no, find rest in God. No, right. I should, I can trust Him. I can trust Him mm. in all of the circumstances. And I think even what you were just saying there, what parts do I pour out to God? Uh, that's where the Psalms have been such counsel to me when I've been in my valley seasons, because I see all of it poured out to God anger and sadness and questions and then the reminder of okay and now I will trust you and so i think you know even what you're saying just feels like so much of an echo of of what david's doing in this psalm and what he's trying to remind his soul to do um and you yeah. you, you have been in a a, mm-hmm. a challenging year um do you want to talk a little bit about kind of some of that Valley season and how you've, you've moved through that or.
1: Yeah. um, My nephew last year was murdered and, you know, my nephew is not a distant relative of mine. He is, he's like my son. And so it it has felt like in the course of this year that I lost my son while also, leading a church in the hardest yeah. season that I hope would ever exist in our church, um, navigating through the pandemic. And so, so I found my Valley to be um, not the kind of Valley that I've ever dreamed about. Um, like this Valley was actually much deeper. Um, it was really a deep Valley for me. Um, and I think wrestling through trauma and grief like this was something that I've never done before. And I found as David pulls out trust in God at all times. I remember when I was on a mountain in Breckenridge when I was before the Lord in his word and trust came out. Mm. And um, and I couldn't get past it. Um I couldn't go on to read the rest of the psalm i I had a wrestle. I was like god i can't I can't get past this trust right now. Mm-hmm. And this is why this psalm is really so significant for me because um it was the first time that I actually cried out to the Lord um in a way that I didn't think was a step, uh, acceptable to god mm-hmm. and, and 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 I remember what I shared with the Lord. Um, was God? I can't get past this word trust because I don't trust you. Um, the one thing that I've ever wanted and asked for deeply, God, do this. Was to <clears throat> to save the life of my nephew, to
0: yeah.
1: to to redeem his life on earth, to give him life, mm-hmm. to heal his body, and that's just not the way it played out. And so I think when it when my nephew died, which was really hard for us. I found it really difficult to actually communicate how I truly felt with God. And so on that mountain, I just poured my heart out and was just like, God, I I don't trust you. And that's where I found God to be my refuge. Mm. um, Because I felt the comfort of God in my honesty um, as I cried out to God, God, I just, I don't know if I can trust you. And I felt like what I heard God say was, and that's okay. Because God God is big enough. God is big enough to take my anger. God is big enough to take my pain. He's God. And I just saw God to be bigger and greater than I've ever encountered him before. In that moment of utter vulnerability and brokenness where I was deeply honest with the Lord. Um, And that's what a refuge is. We don't pretend in a refuge. Um, A refuge is a place where we are absolutely vulnerable. We need help. And I don't have it and I need it. And so, mm-hmm. so I mean, yeah, I mean, just this year has been really challenging in a number of different ways. Not just losing my nephew, but losing people from church. The vision of a church plant that I had will be no longer um, because we didn't have the vision of the pandemic in view. Um, mm-hmm. the core team that we had will be no longer because transitions happened. And so all of those things were deeply hard. Um, but I really found um, in light of this season that, yeah, that, that truly my soul finds rest in God.
0: So I'm grateful that you were that honest. Cause I think that's so real. We've all gotten to that place where God has not answered the deepest cry of our heart in the way that we wanted him to, and to pick ourselves back up and continue to trust him is really difficult in those moments. And Um, so thank you for being honest about Mm -hmm. that as you stood on the mountain and, and really were just gut level honest with the Lord. What did you find happening in your relationship with him? I mean, you, you said he, again, bad paraphrase, he can handle it. He can (laughs) handle all of our, whatever it is, all the emotion that we have, the confusion, the questions the anger, the sadness, I mean, he can take all of those things, and he knows they're there anyway, so we might as well express them to him, but as you were doing that, how did he meet you in that moment?
1: Mm. yeah, it was um, it may sound weird to many or to some, um, but I found God to be comforter mm. um, like I don't really know how to explain it. Um but, like I just found rest um my soul was in anguish, my disposition was in sorrow um I was really wounded, I was broken, I was hurting um I didn't have space to grieve the way I needed to, um because as a pastor i gotta I gotta have all my stuff together, and I still gotta give the word, <laughs> and people expect so much from me and I was even hurt over that, just mm. processing like still having to pour out and really needing people to pour into me and in, in the season of just deep sorrow, but on that mountain, I just felt the comfort and the rest of God. Mm. It's just like when I got it out and I was honest with the Lord um before him, I was honest with God before God, I found God to just be deeply comforting mm. um I had a friend of mine ask me months before my nephew was even shot, months before we even knew anything was going to happen, we're on a call and he says, Robert, how's your soul? And I was like, oh, my soul pants for the Lord. Oh, my soul longs to be near to God. Um, I gave him the Bible response. And it wasn't a true response because I didn't really know what the true response was. But. I found as I was walking through the pain of life, that God made me so much more deeply aware of the disposition of my soul as the central powerhouse for all of me. Mm. And if I'm not right with God at the soul level, then I'm just pretending on so many different other levels. And so I found God to be deeply comforting to my soul. Mm. He just nurtured me right there on the mountain. Um, he lifted my head. Although I was still grieving, um, my head was lifted, meaning God just gave me rest and comfort.
0: Mm, So good. And it's exactly what the verse one is. Truly, my soul finds rest in God. Yes, my soul finds rest in God. I mean, Mm. it's just that's exactly Mm. what he was doing Mm. for you in that moment is meeting you there and giving you peace, giving you rest covering over you as a tender father that he is. Um, I wonder, you know, you were, you were saying it wasn't an honest answer that you gave your friend when you said my soul pants for God. Do you think it wasn't? And maybe truly it, it wasn't honest. Maybe you were covering for something, but do you think it's because your soul was panting for God in the place that it, it could in that moment, like you were longing for God as a pre-pandemic, pre-going through mm-hmm. the, the murder of your nephew, pre the entire upheaval of everything, you did have a deep relationship with the Lord. It's just a very different deep relationship with the Lord now. Do you think yeah, there's something I, true in there?
1: I would absolutely say there is some truth there. My my quick response to him was because I didn't have an awareness of where my soul really was. Yeah. Yes, I would absolutely echo my soul needed the Lord and was longing for God in a season that everything was just beginning to unravel. Um, But I didn't have enough sensitivity to the disposition of my soul to give him a true, honest answer. So, yeah, I think there is some truth there.
0: Yeah. You, um, so you've kind of had this experience with the Lord and is there anything else about these verses that you, that the Lord brought you to or anything else that, you want to share about this experience that you had with the Lord?
1: Yeah, I think um the the confidence that David pulls out here was j- it's just I felt like my prayer before the Lord was, God, I I want to always be this confident, you know, mm-hmm. like And so three times in this text, David says, truly, my soul finds rest. Truly, he is my rock and my salvation. Truly, he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I would not be shaken. And and I think the confidence that David has here was my prayer because I have been shaken. You know, like, like life has shook me up and life has beat me down and grief has just been this overwhelming cloud that just doesn't go away. And ministry is hard and shepherding the saints is a joy and it's a labor. And if I don't have the confidence in the Lord, the way David communicates here, then I'm just tossed by all of these things. And so my prayer was just, God, I want this confidence. Like, let me always cling to the confidence that my soul is content, finds rest in God, that that God is my anchor, that that he is my rock, that he is my salvation um, and that I have that confidence always. I love um, Tony Evans shared this term um, where he was like, you wonder why people find God when they hit rock bottom. And He was like, because God is our rock. He's the only one there. And mm-hmm. I just found that to be so true in my life that. I I do feel like um, the wheels fell off and life, just, <laughs> life just beat the brakes off of me. And at that place that I thought what I had, I no longer had anymore. Um, and that's, you know, people and things that I can often try to find my security in um, when all those things were removed. I found God to be the only one to be steadfast and unmovable. Um, the rock that I could hold to when life just hit me really hard. And so, so yeah, I think at the end of my time, I just found a prayer of my heart to be God. I want to always walk in this kind of confidence. Truly, mm-hmm. like this is true about God. This is true for me um, that he is these things to me.
0: Yeah, I think. You know, one of the things that I'm really resonating with that you're saying is when all of the things get stripped away from us that we thought were going to be there, like we can't actually fill (laughs) ourselves with those things anymore. They're Mm -mm. just not there. And I do think you're right. You (laughs) better preach. Well, you You better preach. (laughs) That is. I mean, you're on, there's nothing Mm. left. So you're, I love that, that phrase that Tony Evans says. We, when we hit rock bottom, he's the only thing left for us. Mm, Um, And I, you know, I found through my own Valley seasons that there were things that I actually were numbing me to Mm. God. And once those were gone, like the, I had to deal, I had to move through it. Right. There's no other way we can. There is another way we can be stuck and we can stay stuck. But the way to health, the way to healing is to move through it, to do the conversation that you did on the mountain in Breckenridge to, to, and it doesn't have to be on a mountain in Breckenridge. It can be in your backyard. I mean, like we yeah, can have those absolutely. honest conversations with God anywhere because he's everywhere. Um, but like, unless we do that work, we're not going to find the peace that David could declare the peace that I'm hearing you declare now, mm-hmm. which is just beautiful. Have you, have you felt, have you been able to cling to that in a different way now, as you've moved away from that mountain experience?
1: My goodness. Let's, let's, let's make this a three hour podcast right now. Cause there's just, (laughs) there's just so much that has come out of that time. Um, yes. In short, I've just been able to cling to the fact that God is my rock. God is my anchor. I have rest in him truly. Like that is true. And there is a confidence that I have in God that I don't think I've had before because that confidence in God leads me away from this confidence in man or this dependency
0: oh, there to rely yeah. on
1: man. And, and it's just been this sort of freeing and freedom that I've encountered where... I love the Lord and I'm confident that the Lord loves me and I'm confident that the Lord is for me and I'm confident in the things that I'm doing for God, for his glory. And so that just leads me to really run away from um, the need to find my identity in Mm. people's perception of me. Um, The need to try to please people with what I think people may want from me. And There's yeah, there's this freedom and there's this clarity of my life as I know my life belongs to the Lord and I know where the Lord is leading me with my life where, yeah, there's just sort of unapologetic pursuit of ministry and leadership that God is really birthed out of that time. And so whereas I'm I'll never ask God to take me through that type of valley to teach me these kind of lessons, I'll never ask God to do that. But I'm grateful. Mm. Like I'm I'm deeply grateful that um, he would teach me such life-altering lessons um, that I think will shape my marriage and my children and the ministry that God has me in. That's right. And so it's hard, but it's absolutely amazing. And yeah. I live in that tension.
0: You're living out, he works all things together for good. I mean, we and what happened was evil, but God still somehow being God, being this amazing, good father to us, he still somehow works it out and does these amazing, miraculous things in our lives.
1: And that's the part of God that I don't understand. I don't either. And I don't think we will ever understand it.
0: No, it's beyond just, it's <laughs> beyond human comprehension. It has to be. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Because it doesn't
0: add and, up. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. And yet um we find comfort in that, you know, That's where right. we hold us to intention. Yeah. God, I don't understand yeah. it, and yet it is good.
0: Mm. Mm. You know, I'm I'm curious, what kind of advice would you give to somebody that really is feeling in that place of questioning and confusion with God and really hasn't done some of that work that you've been moving through. Like, I don't know, words of hope or encouragement advice. What, what comes to your mind?
1: Mm. Yeah, I think a few things. Um, the first is um, God is big enough to take any word we ever want to give him. Mm. He's God. Um. And, you know, I think it's easy for us to think that we have to perfect our language before we talk to God. We have to think about the words that we're going to say before we say them to God. He's God. He already knows them before we even say them. And so, but it does something in our heart as we know what we want to say and we say it to God Mm -hmm. um, because we know God hears. And so, one, I would say God is big enough to take whatever pain, whatever sorrow, whatever anger we have, God is God and he can take it. And then secondly, if there's no one you can be honest with, you can be honest with God. Um, If there's no one you can be more vulnerable with, you can be vulnerable with God. If there's no one you can question with the questions that you have, you can question or you can ask those questions before God. Um, And I think the encouragement is um, God is faithful. He will comfort us. In those moments of desperate need, um, God is faithful and he will give comfort, um, because that's his character and he won't go against his character. And so, um, so that would be the encouragement, um, because sometimes in the valley, it's hard for us to, um, to identify the people that we can trust with the things that we're going through, especially if you're in ministry. Um, when you have these questions and when you have, Um, these pains and these sorrows, it's hard to identify people that you can be vulnerable with. And that's okay. Um, We can be vulnerable with the Lord and God hears us and God comforts us. And so that would be my encouragement.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's a really good word. Um, Robert, I'm really grateful that you were honest and open with us. I'm I didn't think the conversation was going to go in this direction. I thought we were going to just talk about how great it is to trust God. and <laughs> But this is what's true. And so I just, yeah. I'm, mm. I'm deeply grateful for you and, um, being honest. It's been really, it's an encouragement to my soul. Um, I think we both cried. So there's that. Mm. I think that, that, that's mm. a check Mark in some sort of podcast box of mine. I don't know what it there is. There you but- go.
1: Hey, bucket list list podcast,
0: (laughs) but I, I'm grateful. So thank you uh, for sharing that. And um, thanks for being on. You're so welcome.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, thanks uh, for joining me on so much more where we do believe that Jesus has so much more to say to us and we are creating space to listen.
1: The love of god is immeasurable it's unchanging it's indescribable because god loves you so much you can sleep through the night in peace with abide bible sleep meditation you can fall asleep fast with relaxing sleep stories based on scripture to start listening now go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for abide bible sleep meditation You can also download the Abide app for more biblical meditations at abide.com.